and welcome to the Tiny Hand Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat brought to you by good friend of the pod. We're waving right now. She's not looking. That's okay. Um, dude, this is the end of the season podcast and um, we have a lot but very little to talk about in some ways. Um, I'm just happy to be here with you tonight, my brother. Uh, it is a gorgeous, sultry. It is is very much a Marilyn Monroe night oh. in Indiana. It's a gorgeous but sultry night tonight. So, um, my brother, how have you been this past week? Or oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. A little something, something for it. Well, something, something. Thank you, thank you. Uh, how you been, man? You know, I, I can't uh, I can't really complain a whole lot. Um, Good end of the season for United. Uh, got things to look forward to as far as, uh, you know, one one more game. It is a little yep. bit daunting, yeah. but, uh, you know, yeah, there's a trophy available, and uh, we're going to compete for it. Uh, and hopefully at the same time kind of spoil a, a bit of a party. Uh, hey, there you go. And uh, and then after that, uh, I'm going on vacation for a little bit for oh. my 10th anniversary. Hey, well, congratulations! Thank can, you. can we can we inquire? I mean, you, know, you don't have to give the address because if so, we might show up with, uh, with you know, some video cameras. Anyway, um, we where are you headed? Uh, we are going to Key West, Florida. <gasps> yeah. Oh, bucket list, bucket yeah. list item for uh, me. I haven't friend. been since I was a kid, and Amy hasn't been since uh, college. Wow. So, yeah, Excellent. we're actually going to be adults uh, <laughs> in, in, in Key West, be, which might be a bad idea. That, that, uh, you know, being adults in Key West usually means, you know, childlike behavior. But so our, I'm just our plan is, is to um, <sighs> eat a lot of seafood, drink a lot of uh, yeah. boat drinks, and, yes. and be merry in the way yeah. you're supposed to be married. Yes. And uh, yes, yes, have yes. a little fun. And uh, we've got a really nice restaurant picked out for our anniversary dinner. Okay. Uh, got, some, got some good plans, so I'm looking is, forward uh, to it. Buffett going to be down there at all? Do you think, or maybe? Well, the spirit of Jimmy Buffett is there it's always, 24 always seven. There. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, okay. And I'll probably try to stay out of Margaritaville. It's a bit, <laughs> bit cheesy. I, I'm, I'm definitely it a, is. a Captain I, Tony's uh, kind of guy. Yes, yes, absolutely, Captain Tony's. Yeah, I do, I, I tell you, that is uh, that's going to be great, dude. I'm glad you guys are going. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. So, uh, let's jump in here. Oh. And uh, you know, I I I I, I feel like, yeah, said it, it's been a tough time to be a Chelsea fan this year. But man, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances. You know, the way Bowley came in and took the team over. You know, it was sort of a forced takeover in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, you know, I'm I'm gonna say he wasn't able to assemble everybody on his team that he wanted. He was forced to take over. True. Asked for help from Tuchel, and then that didn't go well. And I think everything from that point forward really went downhill. Yes. And I, I think everybody involved didn't really acknowledge uh, really the, the depth of the issue that was going to be facing the club. Yeah. So I, I want to get your overall thoughts on, on, on just the season itself. Yeah. And then I kind of want, I think we each have, you know, kind of the same five questions or so for each other right. as, as far as, you know, you know, who did we think was our player of the season? Who's mm -hmm. most improved? You know, who really needs to go? Who would you like to see realistically come in? Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, probably you know what what's what's your your prediction or goal, uh, mm -hmm. if you will, for the team for next season? So, mm -hmm. just give me your thoughts on Chelsea, real quick. Yeah, man. You know, I think one of the things, just thinking about the show tonight and thinking about what I wanted to say, I, I'm glad you asked this overall question about Chelsea. I think we learned a couple of things this year. I think number one, we learned, especially because of the way, um, <laughs> only a bully says, it's like, oh, oh. bad hand, bad yep, hand, yep, bad hand, bad hand. Um, we, we learned, we learned that, um, Thomas Tuchel is a good manager. Mm -hmm. Um, we learned he is a good manager, uh, by, you know, people, you know, they were like, ah, you know, Bayern, and he comes in at Bayern, and all, they almost lose the league to Dortmund. I'm not sure they almost lost it. I think they were just going through a transition, and Tuchel was able to say, okay, guys, we know who we are now. Let's go out and let's do this thing. And it just put a lot of pressure on Dortmund to win. So I think we knew, we found out how good he is mm -hmm. and how good he can be. Um, I think that the transition from Abramovich to Bowley was incredibly difficult 
Um, I can't imagine coaching the last third of an EPL season mm -hmm. not knowing who's, you know, who's the captain, uh, like captain of the ship, like ultimate captain of the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I'm making these decisions and I'm trying to keep us at this point. And, you know, <clears throat> Tuchel did a great job. I, I, I think he did as good a job as you could expect him to do. So that's number one for me. You know, congrats, Thomas Tuchel. Um, you know, thank you for, um, you know, sticking with Chelsea as, as long as you know, were able to do and also do the things that you needed to do to keep us um, where we were at least competitive. Mm -hmm. But when, when Tuchel was fired... You know, you said it. I think that at that point in the season, we bring in Graham Potter. Graham Potter looked like the golden child. We need to the fire next. our graphics intern. Oh, what happened? Oh my! <laughs> I was, I was hey. just, I was just late oh, getting well, it there turned you on. Um, <laughs> you know, he he was he was the golden child, the next up as far as to be the next new mm -hmm. thing, the the up and coming manager. He had took a Brighton and Hove squad that was barely fighting for relegation um, mm -hmm. to a point to where now. You know, he put together this squad. He didn't coach them, but now he put he put together a squad that now is in you know European football for next yep. year. So it's 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 a testament to him, but it's also indicative of the turmoil that Chelsea had because you know of the turnover because yep. of everything that was going on, and instead of solidifying people's positions, the guys' positions, because this is what I think. Ten Hag did so well at Man U. You are this, and this is what you're going to do, mm -hmm. Sancho. This is what you're going to do, you know, Fernandez. This, this is exactly what you're going to do. Uh, he put people in places where they could make plays because he gave them roles. Um, I'm not sure Potter ever got the chance to do that because Bully kept buying and buying and buying and buying and having more and more people added to the roster yeah so an already full roster an already full roster at that and so i think that instead of being able to find out you know that core mm -hmm. potter was having to try this combination and that combination and this combination and that combination and and never really settled on okay these are my guys mm -hmm. these are the guys we need to go with which brings us you know to Pac. I mean, I, I'm just going to skip over Frank. I'm just going to skip over Frank. But it brings us to Pac. Um, I am... I'm not excited yet. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So I think that with, with Chelsea, you know, we finished this season at, almost like if you were driving a car and you are out of gas. And you're just hoping to, you know, drift into the driveway on fumes. We did that. Mm -hmm. We hit our driveway. We're in fumes. Okay, we've got to walk to the walk to the nearest you know gas station, get some gas, so we can drive some. Yeah. But I think that ending the season the way we did, and not you know not finishing deeper in the table as we did, is is a testament to the Chelsea Football Club itself. The air that's around Chelsea. Chelsea is one of the big ones. They're one of the, you know, just like we need a solid Man U. Mm -hmm. We need a solid Chelsea yeah. in this league. And I think that that came into play at the very end of the season. So I think that throughout the entire season, and remember, those of you who are watching, we sat right here and at the beginning of last season, said it was going to be this, and it was this. And I was hesitant to say we'd finish in the top half um, just because that's just the way things were going man mm -hmm. um, but I, I think you said the best thing and I'm going to end on this is that sometimes it's hard to be a fan mm -hmm. um, but you still are a fan yeah and, and that's it so so I'm, I'm looking forward I, I think Pac is coming in and I think he's going to give us a really good um, idea of who he wants early and I've got some notes about that we'll cover that later but that's my overall view of Chelsea this year mm -hmm. were they a disappointment mm, when you weigh in all the factors that were against them I, 
I think you saw this coming. I think you saw disarray. I think you saw a team that didn't quite know who it was. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, it's like, uh, it's, yeah. it's par for the course. So that's my thing. Yeah, well, I mean, when you had as many players uh, on the roster to start the season, that was always going to be an issue. Bringing in more guys, new guys that, I mean, really in both windows, I, I don't necessarily see a lot of big picture plan like oh we're buying yeah. these kinds of guys to right. create this right, kind right, of system right. and i think what was even worse was to to bring in a guy like obama yang which in oh. a, you know in and of itself you can criticize that but the thinking was here's a guy who at his best is a pretty good striker yeah. proven yes. in the premier league and world football and um at, at least can play that traditional number nine role in a way that really nobody else, uh, you know, at the club can right now. Um, but you got you bought him specifically to come play for Thomas Tuchel, and then a week yeah. later, <laughs> Tuchel's gone. Tuchel's gone. Um, I think it's just indicative of of how difficult it is to run a club at this level, and even more so when you're hamstrung by you know, look, I, I don't know how long Todd Bowley was interested in buying Chelsea, but I know that the whole process was sort of forced you know yeah. England said hey Abramovich you can no longer own things in England uh, because you know your country invaded an another sovereign nation right I understand that I understand the motivation behind that so I don't you know I don't remember all the machinations of how Boley got involved and how he became the front runner and things like that um, but it was always going to be disruptive mm -hmm. there was always going to be some issue and I think you know I do think Tuchel's a good manager, Yeah. but when it comes to the kind of personality that you need to sort of say, I'm, I'm representing this club, and this club has to be respected. You know, I, I, I think, you know, the parallel to that is we've seen what happened to United over the last several years. Yeah. And finally, a guy like Ten Hag comes in, and, and maybe it's coincidence, because I believe Jose Mourinho and Louis van Gaal are, are both tremendous managers and sure. take no guff. Sure. Um, but something about how Ten Hag went out about went about it uh, was clearly what was missing for the last few years. And I don't think Tuchel was about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hear some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on that he didn't want to be involved in, in helping out uh, in, in the process of recruiting players and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I think it just made it more difficult for everybody involved, and it's not really a criticism of him per se, because in a lot of ways you don't ask that of, of people. Well, you never do that in a bar. Um, never do that in a bar. By so me. let's move on to uh, who do you think was in a, a you know a, a city of hardship a city of hardship <laughs> clearly reading your notes wow uh, wow a, a season of hardship yeah um who, who was your standout player who was your mvp or Man, or, was, or or uh, just just you know who was the guy at the club that you thought even on our worst days he's still yeah. wearing that badge with pride timo Werner. no i'm just kidding <laughs> Feel bad for Timo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did pretty good at you know Leipzig mm -hmm. this year, so it's good. Um, well, he's where he belongs at a, it, at a yes, club of that level. Absolutely. Right? I'm sorry to say. Absolutely. Just, absolutely. Is what it is. Um, it this was hard. This was really really tough for me to Thank come you. to an agreement with myself. Mm -hmm. um, there are two players, and and I chose one. Thank you, Jojo. I chose one because of the. The shit show that the defense was this year, and I chose the other because of his engine. Um, I'm going to say it's a tie between Keppa and Gallagher. Um, Gallagher, I love the guy. I love how hard he plays, how tough he plays. Yes, he makes mistakes. Absolutely, he makes mistakes. But the guy brings something to the game when he's in there. He mm -hmm. brings that that extra just kind of unpredictable type of, oh, I'm going to intercept this pass. Oh, I'm going to get in the way here. Who knows what's going to happen when I stick my foot up and it pops the ball up. You know, that type mm -hmm. of unpredictable. And I think that, uh, you know, throughout the middle, I, I, I think Gallagher is just, I, I love Connor Gallagher. 
I just do. And I think he's a hard player. I think he embodies what we need at Chelsea. I think we need that hustle. We need that drive. We need that person with the with the motor. And as much as I wish that could have been um, Christian Pulisic, I, I think Connor Gallagher, it, for right now, fits that bill for Chelsea. Mm -hmm. I also say Keppa because. Mm. I, uh, and I'm going to talk about Koulibaly here. I really liked how Koulibaly stepped up and, and kind of filled, tried to fill that void um, as far as being that enforcer mm -hmm. you know, in the defense. Um, but Kepa had to make so many saves this season. It's, 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 it's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I think that it would be real easy if, you know, you think, let's, let's, let's think back to, you know, the missed PK. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be really easy to allow that to continue to be in your psyche from last year. Um, I think that Kepa did a good job coming back, getting prepared for this season. Um, and, I, and I think he's our, he's our regular tender. I think he's, he's good. He's good. So as hard as that was for me, those two are my pick for, um, you know, players of the year. Do you know who the club chose? I do not. Tiago Silva. And the reason why I did not pick Tiago Silva is because... He didn't play very well this year? He, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He, he didn't. And, and also, he didn't play, not, I'm going to say very much, but he was out a lot. Yeah. And so I, I get it. I get why they gave it to Tiago Silva because, you know, it, it's Tiago Silva, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I saw those two players working hard. I saw those two players making plays. Um, you know, uh, it, once again, this is like saying, hey, choose the best taco and you have to choose from Taco Bell or, you know, the gas station. I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, I choose this one. So anyway, uh, those are my two. Yep, happy for Tiago Silva. Excellent. He, I love him. He's one of my favorite players, but I just saw those two come up for us really big during sure. the season. Several Absolutely. Times. Most improved. Most improved. Um, I was not on his bandwagon at the very beginning because I thought he sucked. Wesley Fofana. Um, mm, Wesley okay. Fofana has, has established himself in our backfield. And in the past month and a half, two months, I've seen him make play after play after play. Yes, he makes mistakes. Give me, you know, uh, 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 give me five defenders who don't. You know what I mean? Like, give me mm. five defenders who don't make mistakes. Um, Wesley Fofana has, I think, grown on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point well, where I'm like, I think he's an not, not just who doesn't, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. not just who doesn't make mistakes, but who doesn't make mistakes in a team that is struggling for its identity. Yes, yeah. Right? We need to look at this through the lens of what yes. Chelsea had to endure as a team. Yes. It's not going to be judged in the same way. You're not going to judge Chelsea on the same individual merits that you will Manchester City that's right. running like a Swiss watch. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's why I choose Fafana. Okay. As, as, I'm, as, I can as get see, on board with that. I see he's, you know, kind of been like, hey, okay, look, I'm going to be one of the constants back here. I, You know, I've got this. You know, Kepa, don't worry if it comes mm -hmm. to me. You know, once again, it, just in the past couple matches, he made right a few on. mistakes. But you, overall, he's my most improved. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who absolutely has to go? And, wow. and, and, and you've, you've got way too many guys wow. on your roster to begin with. So let's, let's keep it to mainly yeah. we're talking first-team players that have been playing on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm not talking about guys that have been out on loan yeah, and, no, no, and no, no, let's no, cash no. in for $2 million. Like, <laughs> got Guys that that should have been producing for you this year, yes, or are aging out, whatever. Like, give me give me your top two, oh. three guys, because because let's face it, there, there's talk of 11, 12 need to go. Yeah, I've got 13. Yeah, but I'll give you my top three. My top three. Well, top three and one that I really think is is probably gonna. Man City's looking at Kovacic right now. We're looking at him too. He's okay. been linked with I, us. I, mean, I, I, know, I saw the article about City yeah, yeah. earlier. Um, so I think it's going to be who can give him the better pitch. Exactly, quite and I think Kovacic. You know what? Kovacic is one of my one of my 
players, one of my solid players. I love him. I think it'd be good for him to go ahead and go. Uh, it, it is it is this, it, and here's my mantra. We have to sell and then buy. Yes. It, it, we, we, we cannot buy anymore. We have to sell. We got to sell people. Mm -hmm. And so here's my top three. Number one. Ugh. Do you know how much pain I feel right now? Number one. Number one, Christian Pulisic. Okay. Here's why I say it. I love me some Christian Pulisic. I want him to be successful. I want him to thrive. I want him to get reps. I want him to get minutes. I want him to get shots, assists, all that good stuff. And the only way he does that is if he's playing. Yeah. He's not, I don't think he's a Pochettino type of player. I'm not sure that that's who Pochettino's looking for. Right. And so, yeah. and plus, just by being through what he went through with Tuchel, uh, and then now, you know, what he went through with, with Potter, and then Frank, and not getting the minutes, and not playing, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think he's got to go. Just well, we talked at length yeah. the other day that I, I mean, I, I obviously as a fan of the game and also a U.S. fan, I, I love the guy. Um, yeah. But I just don't think I, I have no questions over his ability. I have questions about his durability. Yeah. And if there's going to be question marks over his playing time, then it is time to move on. Yeah. And and he's, he seems to be getting a lot of interest. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And hopefully where he, wherever he lands, I think it's probably going to be Italy at this point. I think that's a good place. That'd be a good place for him. Um, so you know, I I'd, I'd be really excited about that. Yeah. Um, number two, I would say Mason Mount. Um, there's there, he's, he's, he's gone. He's, he's got gone. he's got to go. Um, yeah. You know, once we've, again, we've been linked with him, and I don't really. I don't see it. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite it. there. I see him more with like a, well, you know, Leeds has been relegated, but I see him more of like a, uh, I don't know, maybe a Brighton type player. Uh, Honestly, could come I, in and help. I, I, I think his ambition is going to be higher than that. No, no disrespect yeah, no, to no, what no, no. Brighton accomplished no. this season. Not at all. But uh, English player. Uh, Looking to really demonstrate what he can do at a, at a high level for a club that wants to be hungry, I'm going to say Newcastle. Oh, okay. I'm going to say he could be a good fit okay. at Newcastle. Um, I think he's probably an upgrade on a guy like Miggy Almiron. Almiron's played well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's an upgrade on some of the guys that they've got there. Sure. Uh, and and that's saying something since they you know finished in fourth place. Yeah. We're in third up until the you know last game of the season. So right. I think he's going to have to work to force his way in. But I think Mason Mount, um, you know, look. This time a year, year and a half ago, we were talking about this guy as a lock on the English oh national team and, yeah. and things of that nature. And now we're, you know, kind of like selling him for spare parts. Like, and I think that's on? unfair to guys a, a little bit. I know the game changes quick. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to say that I think um, a, a club like that, I think he's ambitious. Yeah. Um, would be really, really good outside of England. I honestly, the way he plays, uh, I could maybe see him going to Bayern, but I think... Uh, he'd struggle for minutes there, but Bayern are kind of going through a transitional yeah, phase. Yeah. It seems like at least and still one. It, it, it's, it's <laughs> well, it seems like Mane or um, uh, oh, how sweet would that uh, be though? Him know. helping deliver the ball to Mane. Well, it seems like Mane's leaving because oh, is of the he? Whole, oh, oh. Uh, I can't remember Sané or Gnabry kind of fallout oh, kind of thing. Okay. I, I guess there was more to it, but anyway, you know, a guy who's going to be able to play. I, I think Mount. Um, can play a couple positions across that sort of three that play behind yeah. in yeah. The, the nine there. Yep. I, I've seen him do well in the 10. I've seen him kicked out wide a he's, little bit. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it, he's he's sort of Phil Foden light um, and probably Ooh, needs to produce really a little bit Phil more. Really Phil Foden light. But, but if he goes to Newcastle, maybe that could be a rebirth for him. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, before I say the third one, one of the people on my list, I guess today or yesterday, it was announced that he's already gone. That's Jao Felix. Well, he was uh, only there on loan. He's so on it's loan, hard so they're to... not going to, you know, you know, Pac said, hey, look, we're, you know, he's just going to kind of hang out until that's done, and then yeah. he go, he'll go back. Um, but the third player I have, you, we got to let him go is Hakeem Ziyech. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you it, showed it, him the door it, in, yeah, in, the and win, then, in the winter, and then, <laughs> and then went, oh, well, I guess we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah. Ziak wants to go, man. He wants to go. And I think that anybody that wants to go, it's okay. Let him go. What what, what just happened? Nothing. What did you do? Oh. Uh, did, did someone walk through? 
Yeah. We're good. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I, I think he wants to. Anyone that wants to go, just let him go. Mm, mm -hmm. And you know, there's no hard feelings, nothing like that. No. It's like, look, I, I get you've been through some shit during you know the past couple seasons. If this isn't for you, cool. So those are my top three that I think we need to. We just need to let go. Alrighty. We need to let go. I, and and you know I. No disagreement with any of those, and obviously this list could go on for. We could probably well, have a, an on, entire yeah. show on who Chelsea <laughs> needs to get rid of and who right. would be good to bring them in. Yeah. Um, but give me, you know, uh, a, a couple of guys that are realistic buys. You know, yeah. look, I, look yeah. you, you're not, you're not allowed to say Pele. You're not allowed to say, you know, Prime <laughs> Diego. You're not. You're probably not Dude. even allowed to say, look, Mbappe's not coming. Things like this, but. Guys that that you you say you look at in the international game yeah. and say oh, oh and and here's the real struggle for mm -hmm. you is mm -hmm. even though we have a blueprint from Pacatino and yeah. how he's performed in the past now he's at a bigger club yes he, he truly is yes and he's going to have a slightly different mandate we know Eric Ten Hag's blueprint it is yeah. it's easier for me to yeah. say a little bit more to play footy manager and plug in this kind of guy because right. I understand what he wants out of this role. Right. We're still going to, you know, there's there's a lot of question marks over how Chelsea's going to play next year, what mm. kind of formation and strategy. But guys that could come in, I mean, Rama's coming back from, from loan. Well, that you, yeah, you you kind of so, steered me where I was going to go there. So so let's go this route. Who, okay. Who are who are three guys that could come mm. in and you say I think they improve this team and make Chelsea work toward another trophy in two to three years? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I only had two, but if I have to say three, and you don't have to. Well, the, okay, okay, I won't, I won't. Um, they're both strikers. Mm -hmm. I think you, you need you goals. Take, uh, yeah, exactly. I think you take a look at Rom. I think you bring Rom back in. I think I think Rom can be, you know, Lukaku can be a Pochettino type mm -hmm. of player. I think that Pock is looking to, you know, uh, obviously solidify that spot. But here's an intriguing thing. Who did Pock manage when he was in the Premier League last time he was here? Tottenham. Is there a connection that could be made to a Harry Kane possibility to close out his uh, career at Stanford Bridge? I mean, I, I, I'm I, just throwing I, it out there. I I'm appreciate just throwing what you're it reaching out there. For, I know. I mean, it, the is problem, the, the, it is the, a reach. The pragmatic issue here is if Harry Kane leaves, he's going to a club that he believes can get him either a Premier League mm, mm, or a okay. Champions okay. League trophy okay. yep, yep, in yep. the next couple of seasons. He's okay. 30, 31. This will be his, which is not past it in the modern game. I'm not saying it like like everybody used to, but this is probably his last big contract. Okay. He's going to go to a club that that the manager says, you're the missing piece. And Chelsea have a lot of missing pieces right now. <laughs> right, I, right, right. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm not dissing. No. I'm saying bringing in Harry Kane would score you some goals. Sure. It doesn't solve the, the overall issue, issue at Chelsea. Sure. Now, another striker does make sense because I don't think Rom's going to be able to handle the load exactly. for the entire season. Can Raheem step up at times and, and you can play multiple systems? It might be a time to go can to they, a 4 4 2 and well, go big little exactly. kind of thing. Can they be kind of like a Kane and Son? You know, can that happen? I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm you with know, you. So I, I don't know. I, those, those are the things I was thinking of. Um, you know, as far as needs and people to bring in, there there are a few I think that Chelsea's looking at. I didn't want to talk about it because it's still kind of speculative. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Pock is looking at solidifying that midfield. You have to. Y you have to. I mean, you, you know. I, and here's the thing. I feel that Enzo is part of this equation. I I agree. I, I agree I, I with feel, that. I he feel, is he is one of the core players yes. that I think. Right you can now, build you build this him. team around. You can I build do. off of him. I do. And I think he and Gallagher are okay together. I think they're mm -hmm. okay together there. I think I think if you could upgrade on Gallagher, maybe to, yes. to, to, yes. to a, a, you need more of a 
you need a Bruno. You, you, you need a guy who can unlock a defense and know that he's got somebody sitting next to him doing that little bit of dirty Could work. Enzo, Not that Enzo can't play, but Enzo can't do that. He can't do that. I don't think he can quite do that role. So yeah. I think you're looking for somebody who's a little bit more expansive with their play. Yeah. And then Gallagher is good cover. I, I, I think if Connor Gallagher is starting a majority of games for Chelsea, yes. it it says that you still need to improve. Yeah. yeah. And, unless he can make a leap up, and I like Connor Gallagher. Yeah. I was excited for him to come to Chelsea after the loan spell at Crystal Palace. Yes. I really liked him there. Yes. Guys have their their yeah, their, 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 their ceiling. Yep. Yep. I think I think that that can that can definitely take place. Hey. Oh yeah. Claire with gloves on. Claire with. Oh my. Yeah. Turn your head and talk. Oh. It's free prostate exam night. <laughs> At Chatham Tat Fishers. <laughs> oh my! There you go. Yes. Fresh Woo. off, fresh off the boat from Scotland, folks. Hey, hi yo. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Chelsea segment. Oh, I got. Uh, hold on, I got. Oh man, I've, I've, I was I've, hoping I'm we sorry. would just kill I've, I've our pain. I have one more right question, now. and it's, in, it's quick and easy. Give okay. me, give me the just comes comes right off the top of your head. Yep. Where's Chelsea going to finish next year? Seventh. All right. That's that's think, not bad. That's a that's a Europa spot. I think it's a Europa. Gets, gets yep. you competing again. Yep. I, I don't have any issue with that. And, I think, and, yeah. and, and I know everybody struggles. It's like top four, top four, top four. No. And, yes, it's important. But I think there's something to be said for a team saying, this is where we are. Let's get back to our identity by, by right. winning a different way. We don't touch City. We don't touch Arsenal. We don't touch you guys. Uh... You know, we don't touch Newcastle. Hey, we can get close to Newcastle. We can kind of handle, not handle, but we can get close to Brighton. I think that we can fight and we can get up to seven. There's a team in Europa. there. Yes. There's a team in there. Yep. And Pochettino has his work cut out to find it. Yep. But I do think he's a, a top-level manager. Yes. And at a minimum, he can get you back to winning ways. Can Pochettino win a title with you guys Who in knows? two to three years? I don't know. But you know what? That's not his mandate right now. No. So. No. Yes. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached halftime of our end-of-year show. And, oh, oh, just in time, just in time, I want to dedicate my halftime shot to... The Big wonderful Mikey. world of Mikey. Big Mikey. There you go. Mikey Mikey has always been a uh, friend of the pod. Um, just an incredible guy. Just a good friend. Just just a good friend. And so, Mikey, um, just in, like, you know, 10 seconds, what is, what's the good word for the day that you've got for us? What you guys are listening to is two wonderful gentlemen, two wonderful friends, and uh, they're irreplaceable in life. And I'm just uh, very appreciative and... Um, Amazed that I've been a, uh, been able to be a part of it. Awesome, thank you, Mike. Yeah, right there. And you can vote for him for Fisher City Council. No, <laughs> Mikey, library so, board. To you, my friend. To Mikey, to and you. I will simply add to all uh, the great people here at Chatham Tap Fishers and all the Chatham Taps around town. But this is where they host us. This. this is it. Uh, you saw Claire. You saw JoJo. Uh, so many more folks, and just the cast of characters that are hanging out here. I highly yes. recommend you get down here, get you some of their fantastic signature wings. Oh. Uh, as the scroll has been telling you, they will be open at 9.30 for the 10 a.m. kickoff of the FA Cup. There will be breakfast. It's delicious. Mm. And uh, hope to see you here. Yep. Love and they, you all. They do crispy bacon, too. They don't crispy do that. Crispy bacon. Yeah. Hit it. With an incredible run toward the middle and end of the season, the Red Devils made their mark on the EPL this year and said, Ten Hag is here to stay. Um, you know, I am incredibly impressed. I am incredibly impressed um, with everything that has happened, with the huge balls that it took to say to possibly one of the greatest players of all time yeah. you do not fit you need to go eric tinhock has got this team humming it has yeah. got them like really excited to play football mm -hmm. and so aaron i'm going to go down the list with you my friend tell me who is or who was 
your player of the season this year for Manchester United? Uh, wow. This is really, really difficult. And the, the fact that I know what the other questions are that are coming ma makes it a little easier because I can give kind of kind of spread the love here uh, uh, across a few people. Um, but I'm going to say the player of the season was Casemiro. Oh, because okay. the difference in that squad between when he was present and when he was not, and especially in those big games that he was missing for, you noticed it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's an argument for a lot of players. I think you'd say David De Gea, in a lot of ways, has been back, back to some of his best. Yes, he had some high-profile mistakes. Yeah. Show me a goalie who doesn't. Exactly. Uh, uh, especially exactly. in a team in transition. But yep. uh, Golden Golden Glove winner again. By yep. the way, also uh, Mary Earps. Yeah. Uh, we, we took both men's and women's gold gloves. Lady Red um, Devils. But I, I think the difference in the team when Casemiro was in the squad and when he was out is huge, and it that's just that's a, that experience. Um, and the the mindset of a champion, somebody who's won it, somebody who's been there and done it, and the fact that he looked and said, literally said, I'm coming to Manchester United to fix that problem for you. Yeah. And, you know, you, lo you look at the other guys around him, and, and I think one of the big ways to judge a top-level player is what do they do to the other players around him. Yep. And he made... Christian Eriksen and Bruno Fernandez be able to play at the level they can. It gave Eriksen a free roll. It pushed Bruno further forward. And I think that you can see a huge difference when that triumvirate is in the middle of the field. It, it you know, I won't say it doesn't matter who's who else is on the field. It absolutely does. We don't go that deep. But if you can start with a spine of David De Gea. Rafa Varane, Casemiro, mm -hmm. and then you've got Erickson and Bruno as your playmakers? I'm sorry. It, it, it's just he's special and a winner, an absolute winner. We need to wrap him in absolute cotton yeah, and, yeah. and try to keep him healthy until we can find somebody else to, to come in and perform that role at the, at the same level. But, I mean, he's just been magnificent. Yeah. Um, and you Superlatives aren't enough. I, you know, I think when Paul Scholes was talking about him earlier, and everybody referred, you know, in, I'm, I'm quoting Paul Scholes or at least paraphrasing, saying, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily just a holding midfielder, a defensive midfielder. Everybody talked about Tony Cruz and, and and Luka Modric at Real Madrid, but I tell you what, if United bring in a guy who is truly a defensive midfielder, I think mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot more out of Casemiro getting forward. Because think about some of the goals he scored this year too. Well, and, and that's what I was getting ready. To to remark on he has scored he scored four goals this season and three assists and the interesting thing is and the with goals Casimiro, were ridiculous that's what i was getting ready to say with casimiro i remember where i was at when he scored every single one of those goals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i love the fact that he picks his well shot. i mean the most recent one was easy uh, <laughs> sorry buddy Let's move on, shall we? A little bit of bands. A <laughs> little bit of bands on the podcast tonight. That's all right. That's all right, my friend. Yes, no. Um, no, I, I, I absolutely get down with that because he is the, the guy. You can tell it in his face, too. You can tell it in his yep. eyes. Like, in his eyes, he's just, he's got, he's got it. So, um, most improved. You know, it, this guy was also in the running for my player of the season. Um but I, but I, I really wanted to spread the love, and I also think he, he fits here because Harry Maguire? the last <laughs> probably 18 months prior to the season for this guy were just horrible, and he was getting trashed online, he was getting criticized, I and I, I got to go with Marcus Rashford. Oh, okay, okay. Because... Okay. Where he was, <laughs> where he was this time a year and a half ago, right? Rashy. Where he was oh. with with injuries and, and all these things, and look, 
Rashi's the first guy to hit 30 goals in a season since Robin Van Persie did it for us in 12-13. You can tell that he looks confident. He gets the ball, and he wants to run at people. Yeah. He's developed those free kicks. Yep. His crossing, his attitude, everything is just massively improved. And you could say that, you know, he was here, and now he's kind of here, which yeah. isn't that much. But you got to remember, in the interim, he dropped down to here. Okay. His, yeah. his, his form dropped off. His mentality dropped off. His physical performance dropped off because the injury got asked to do so much over the course of those yes. couple of seasons. And let's face it. The last couple of years have just been really, really difficult for yeah. the guy. Yeah. And then you add in his philanthropy and all the things he does off the field, which he, I'm not going to count as most improved because it's just who he is as a player. But yeah. when you look at him as a whole human being, and he's, he's, he's our Sam Obasanya. I tell you, he uh, this year, 17 goals, 5 assists. In the league, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, is just, that is just absolutely amazing. Well, man. and he's he's just he's added other aspects of his game. Uh, he's, he's scored some really brilliant headers, which wasn't a big part of, of who he was as a player. Yeah. He's playing multiple positions. He's playing that sort of wide left attacking role, and then we ask him to play through the middle because we don't have a true out-and-out -out striker when sure. Martial is hurt. Sure. Um, so I, I just I got to go with Marcus. I, he's my favorite current Manchester yeah. United player, and there's a lot. I got a lot of guys. I, I'm really falling in love with this team oh, yes. in a way yes. that I did originally. And yeah. and what I've always loved about this club is, you know, Fergie built teams, and then said it's time to to tear this apart, and I'm going to build another one. And he did it at least three or four times while I've been a fan of this team. You have one of the shirts on. And, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but to, I, I, I think I'm getting the feeling. And I, I've had these false dawns before. I've, I've felt this way a couple times. But there's something about the way Ten Hag is going about this and the fact that he seems to have truly a bigger vision and understand. He, he seems to connect with what this club says it's about yes. historically. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm loving it. That's and exciting. I, I'm, I'm looking at these players, and I'm looking at a guy like Lissandro Martinez dropping to his knees and celebrating like it's the World Cup final when, yeah. we're, when we're beating, you know, Chelsea teams in, teams in the league, <laughs> and, I, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm seeing guys who, it looks like Casemiro and Bruno enjoy playing football yes. together. Even even when everybody's like, well, but Casemiro chewed out Bruno. You know what? That's what you do, That's what you do when man. you enjoy playing with people. Yes. You're like, no, we hold ourselves to a higher yes. standard. So I, I just I I'm I'm loving it. I'm liking really a lot of what I see. So I, Rashi's my guy. That's awesome, man. That's absolutely awesome. All right. Does anybody need to go? Yes. Yes. Who needs to go? Yeah. Well, look, it'll come as no surprise. And and I have defended him plenty. And I still think there's a good football in there. But Harry Maguire obviously needs to yeah. go. Yeah. He cost a lot of money. It's just a distraction at this point when your captain is not part uh, of, of the squad. And here's the thing, people. He's going to go to another club. Yeah. And he's probably going to return to that form that, that made him... Look, the price tag was inflated. United needed people, blah, 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 blah. But it's not a fluke that he plays this well for England. It's not a fluke True. that he continues to get called up by Jason Southgate. Duh. I don't know if you guys heard what just was dropped. Like, it is breaking news. By the way, real quick, I said Jason Southgate, which is a kid I played soccer with when I was, like, 14 years old, and he was our goalkeeper. I meant Gareth Southgate. <laughs> but, Jason, if you're out there listening, good on you, bro. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, on ESPN. ESPN. There is a new American Gladiators documentary, oh. 30 for 30 documentary. This is where you get all your news, all of your sports, all the sports ball comes right here. So anyway, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Ha Harry's got to go. I think Harry needs to go. Eight starts, eight subs um, this season. I, uh, unless, uh, th this is going to be a big question mark for me, unless... Tin Hog has truly identified a guy that he just can't live without. Yeah. I'm not going to say David De Gea, but if Tin Hog said 
this is the guy that I think that carries this forward and is the next goalkeeper for Manchester United and does the things that I'm asking of. Yeah. I, I could see him go. He's on a high wage, even though he's wow. renegotiating his contract. And he's been a brilliant servant. But everybody moves on. No one's bigger than the club. And who takes his place? I, I don't know. And that's okay. why I'm saying this okay. is a question mark. Okay. I, I'm not going to trade away possibly still one of the top five shot stoppers in the game. Exactly. For somebody who might have slightly better feet. I'm just not going to do it yet. You're right. going to the next goalie Manchester United buys better be the complete package walking in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we, don't, we don't have time to learn it because if that's the case, then let David DeHale learn what Ter Eric Ten Hag wants. Can he do it? It seems he can't. But honestly, I don't think it's hurt us that much. And I, and I think all the speculation is really bad for player psyches. So I'm going to move on and, and you know, um, I, I think Anthony Martial really needs to go. Um, wow. He's just not been able to stay healthy in this league. And, and, and again, I think like a guy like Christian Pulisic, there's a super talented player in there. There's no sure. question to me that, that Anthony Martial is a top-tier striker. Sure. Six goals, two assists. Well, I mean, that's not a great return. It, it really isn't. It's not. But, but it's because of 11 how starts, though. He, he's, he's, yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's, he's not fit enough. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling he's going to go Good back point. to France, and he's going to score 20, 25 goals next year. I, the bigger issue is can we send Anthony Martial and some money to Paris and Kylian Mbappe gets on a plane and comes to Manchester. Yeah, yeah. I, that that would be intriguing to me and far more intriguing to all this Neymar bullshit. I cannot believe in any way Eric Ten Hag wants Neymar. Uh, I don't buy it. I, do I don't buy it. I think that's another. That's just another, another situation that yeah. you don't need. And then my, my third guy, I'm gonna say uh, Scott McTominay, and and he, and here's mm. why. I don't have anything against Scott McTominay, but I think he's yet another in a long line of uh, British. Man U midfielders that show a lot of promise and everybody wishes they're going to be the next Scholes and the next Keen and they just are not. Right. But because of that British price tag, you're going to be able to move on Scott McTominay and he's going to go to, maybe he goes to a Newcastle because he's an upgrade on some of those guys sure. there. Sure. Um, certainly a Villa or something like that. Yeah. And, and because of that sort of British price tag, you're going to get him, you're going to get extra money for him. Sure. I think Fred serves a purpose. I think Fred is good cover. Okay. And Fred is fine with it. Yep. Absolutely fine with it. Okay. So th those those would be my guys that I that I kind of think need to, to to move on. I uh, you know I, I think with with every single one of those guys you made a hell of a case and and I I'm 100 behind that. Um, who who needs to be brought in? Do you need anybody? We need a striker. Okay. Absolutely. Any ideas about who you like? Well, I mean, everybody knows we've been linked with Harry Kane. Sure. First and foremost, I think it's realistic. Um, I floated this earlier on Facebook, and I got a little pushback from people, uh, and I and I thought their arguments really didn't hold a lot of water. But uh, Alex Te <laughs> Alex Telege played for Sevilla today. Telege. Okay. In the uh, Europa League final. Okay. And uh, he's played a bit for Sevilla this season, and I, and I think it's hard to judge a guy, uh, much like it's difficult to judge the players at Chelsea right now, given all the turmoil they, they, they've been through, right? Right, right. I, I, th I think people deserve another chance to say, hmm, circumstances kind of got in the way here. Well, I, I think Telege, you know, had to endure kind of some, some crummy stuff. Um, but everybody talks about how his presence was what pushed Luke Shaw to become this better player last season and the player that we're seeing in Malasia pushing him now he needs that motivation more importantly what we learned is that all of a sudden luke shaw can actually play center back he's perfectly competent at center back which leads me to believe that at least for the foreseeable future we could bring back a telege and then we've got three true left-sided players in shaw telege and malasia yeah brennan williams can go okay uh, we're good on the right. I, I would like to improve the right wing, but I do think it's more important right now with what we have, what we do as a team, we got to score some goals. And I think focusing on a Harry Kane or a Victor Osman mm. would be a much better use of resources. If we're going to spend upwards of 100, 120 million on somebody, let's get a proven goal scorer. Let's get somebody yeah. who who knows the league yep. in Harry Kane or is young and hungry like Victor Osman 
And I look at that and I say, we'll have a, a starting front of Rashford, Harry Kane, oh, Anthony, oh. Fernandez, and then you've got Sancho to come in. You've Jeez. got Garnacho to come in. You've got Palistri to come in. I, I'm not worried about that, but we don't have the tip of the spear right now. Right. And, right. and, I, and I think we do need to put our eggs in a basket and go after two big names. And I would say go after Harry Kane and go after Jude Bellingham. Oh, Jude Bellingham was voted player of the year in the Bundesliga. Yeah. And he's, what, 19 years old? Yeah, he's... That Spl kid's a real... Splash the cash, folks. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't care if... We, honestly, I would honestly... I swear to you, nothing, no, other, no other signings whatsoever. But if we spent, what, let's say, that cost $250. let us let us say they're both 125 to bring those guys in. Okay. $250. We don't really have that, except for this. Harry Maguire is going to go for 40 because of the English tax. Yeah. Scott McTominay is going to go for probably 25 or 30 because of the British tax. I'll give him he's Scottish. Okay. Now, we, now we've only spent. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Now we've spent within budget. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's math here. I, I, some people were like, oh, Telesh doesn't play all that much for Sevilla and all this. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, 26 appearances in the league, 11 appearances in uh, the UEFA, um, called up for the Brazil World Cup squad. Uh, I mean, look, if your argument is that you don't think he can play say, in the Premier to, League, yeah. then I'm okay. I, I, I get that. There's something to be said. There are a lot of top-level top players that each league doesn't suit them. Right. Right, there are certain leagues that you're just not going to be able to do it again. Mm -hmm. I, I got to be honest. I love Lionel Messi. Yeah. I don't think that dude would do real well in the Premier League. I don't think so either. Espe I, I especially at this so age. Nope. You know, maybe when he was 25. Yep. But yep. you got to take people as they are. So I, I'm going to say that um, I, that would be my focus. If Kylian Mbappe can be got, but. With the wage structure and everything that we're implementing right now, Man. I think that's a bridge too far, and so I'm just too. not sure we need it. Um, I, I, I'd rather spend, I'd rather go after two big names and whatever money's left over, throw at a young kid and say you're cover. Yeah. Like like we did Malasia. Malasia is not quite ready. Right. But there's a player in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think there's something to be said. So. Man, I tell you what, my. Man, you've just taken us through this, and it's. Really good, but here's my last one. Prediction for this next year, my friend. And sky is the limit for me and you right now. So we've managed to finish third, um, which if, I, you know, they, they change the rules and sort of all the different little nuances. It's seemingly every year, every other year. Um, but I think third, rather than fourth, kind of puts you in that sort of better grouping. Oh yeah. For the Champions League. Yeah. So I, I do think it was good that we did leapfrog right there at the end in, in, into the um, this season. I think that's positive for us. Um, so I'm gonna say that if. I'm going to say finish within 10 points in second place of, of City next year. Okay. And get to the Champions League quarters Ooh. is is good for us. Man, that's going to be great. I, 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 think, I think it's realistic. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm being crazy. I, I, I think it's, it's there, especially if we get the upgrades that, that we want. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still a team in transition, so I think saying, you know, we're going to win all this stuff, but I think we're going to push City. I think it's unrealistic to think we're going to be able to overtake them just yet, but they know we're coming for them. Yeah. Um, I, next year's going to be interesting because I think Liverpool is going to retool. Jurgen Klopp's so. going to be there. Um, you know, Newcastle's New, going to Newcastle, stay. Newcastle's throwing They're going to want to stay. They're well, like, hey. Well, look, um, Unai Emery took Aston Villa from near relegation to the top half. I, I could see them getting into the mix. I'm not saying they're going to yeah. finish top four. I'm saying they're going to cause problems. It's it's Look, Manchester United did not win away at any of the top nine teams. 
That said, similar statistics can be read aloud for City and Arsenal. Yeah. So you look at tendencies and, and what teams do. Um, I think next season is going to be very, very interesting with who pushes who. I think so. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking the way we match up with people. And I, I, think, I think a second-place finish, uh, a cup final, another cup final. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think quarters of, of the Champions League is, is realistic. Okay. Definitely get out of the group stage, win, yep. win that first one. And then, yep. you know, it all, it's all about matchups. So if all of a sudden you run into, you know, a red-hot Real Madrid or a Bayern team, you got to say we're maybe not quite there yet. Yeah. But I, I, I feel I don't feel or, like I'm speaking out of turn by saying that's those are realistic finishes next year. But here's the thing. I think that next year for Man U, I'm not sure that you I'm not sure you say that we're not quite there yet. I think that you say, hey, we just had a we had an off game. We had an off match. And and, and because I really do think that the talent that Man U has is incredibly good friend of the pod, out. Are you out? Bye, Abdabs. Bye. Um, I, I think that you guys have a lot more going, you know, going in that direction. I think that you can legitimately say we just had an off day because we can beat these guys. I yeah. think you can even say that with City. I, I think we can say it in a lot of ways now, and it'll just be better next year. Yeah. But an awful lot of things would have to like we, we would need a similar repeat of this season of how quickly things gelled yes. amongst certain players yes. to really put ourselves in a position to say we're going to win the premier league we're yep. going to win the champions league yep. or we're at least going to get to the final that kind of stuff yeah i i, I want to i want to be a fan and, and be excited about what i think is happening here yeah and and i really am but i also want to be sort of realistic and temperate and say no, I, I, I'm not going to be mad if this time next year I'm still saying, look, city is city. Sure. That's that's something special. Sure. Also, real quick, um, let me let me just do a little little something here. Okay. Because I, I think it's important. But I want to remind everybody, uh, United do have one more game. Yes. Against Manchester City yes. this weekend in the FA Cup. And I did just turn <laughs> off the crawl that told you what time we're open, but, yep. but it's 9.30 There's a for reason. a 10 o'clock game. I know where you're going. Um, I know where you're going. For those who aren't quite sure, <laughs> this is what a treble winning side the looks treble. like. And this is the only English team to do it. Mm. So until two weeks from now, that will remain the case. Come on, enter. Come on, enter. I guarantee you right now there's a whole bunch of City fans going, damn it, we got to play these guys yeah. to win this trophy. And, here's and, what then, and then you got to turn around, and if you beat us, and, and maybe you will, and honestly, based on statistics and form, you probably should. Who knows? But this is like IU-Purdue in the middle of any season, man. It's a rivalry, and it can go anywhere. Yep. But Inter didn't trip over itself to get to the <laughs> Champions League final. <laughs> Yes, and so I'm excited how, about that. How would you like to have Champions League winner Romelu Lukaku yes, yes. come back to Chelsea and say, yes. this is how we win, boys? That's exactly where I was going with this. I'm like, you know what? If you give Big Rom the opportunity, I would love oh, to he see gonna that score. happen. I'd love to see that happen. Um, big, think about the matchup. Holland, Lukaku. Oh, my they should, goodness. They should have to mark each other on corner. <laughs> <laughs> With that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there you go. That is the end of the uh, of the segment. I have I have just one thing left to throw out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're totally not getting on Instagram. We're not getting on Instagram. <laughs> we're not getting on the gram tonight. Um, and I, I don't I really don't uh, give okay. a shit. Um, we're we're going to be back. Oh yeah, we're going to be back. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm excited about the possibility of doing um, a shorter show for one of our area universities. Absolutely, I'm excited about this. want to um, you know employ our services. Um, you know, I, I say employ. Less profanity and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are Catholics. So anyway. Um, <laughs> so what, shit more profanity yeah, yeah, and alcohol. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the occasional um, diddling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, oh. I hope they don't watch our show. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We got to negotiate yeah, Aaron's yeah, filter. Yeah, we got to negotiate the filter. But anyway, we are excited about the the, the places that we are yes. going, the things we're going to be doing. But but I've got to end this show this way um, because we always do, and it's it's Aaron's final thought. Man, I got to direct your final thought though. Um, this nation is literally imploding um, when it comes to politics. We are. You know, hopefully, going to barely avoid um, a government. Sh uh, I'm sorry, a uh, um, a default. Yeah, on shut our down. debt. Um, we are now battling in this county. Um, I, I will just say it: Christian nationalists who are trying to ban books that are um, promoting healthy sexual um, practices for teenagers. Um, it, it, it's just a mess. I, I just want to know, man, just can you send us off with something to think about whenever we think about all the stuff that's going on in our country? You know, I just got back from Europe, and I want to move there, but I know that, you know what, I'm needed here. What? Give us some encouragement, brother. Well, I, I, had, a, I had a couple things I wanted to... Or, or you can do address. that. No, 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 no. But, but, but I've been thinking about how to tie this all together. So, bear with me on the journey. Uh, today is May 31st. It's the 102nd uh, anniversary. Seems like a shitty word to use for something so terrible. Of. Uh, the Tulsa massacre yeah. of uh, what was known at the time Black Wall Street. Um, most of us didn't learn about it in school because of what we're seeing going on right now. And it's it's hugely important in, in how it shaped this nation and why people believe some of the things they believe. And the fact that we're trying to ban books we're we're tr we're trying to ban uh, a graduate level college course that isn't taught anywhere in this country uh, at, to to that specificity. Um, it just illustrates the work that still needs to be done. Um, and you know, if, if you don't want, you know, if you, if you want your kids to, to learn more and know about these things, and this isn't about shaming, right? This isn't about saying we're bad people. This is about saying this is something that occurred in our past, and the only way to move forward is to acknowledge it and say it happened, and, and we don't think it should happen again. Tomorrow is June 1st. And it begins Pride Month. And yet another group of people who have been systematically marginalized, harmed, told they don't matter, trans people, gay people, consistently told that they are less than in much the same way that people of color have been, women have been, basically anybody who doesn't look just like me. And this is what we're fighting against. This is why we go to these school board meetings. And, and you go to one of these school board meetings and you see people getting in each other's faces over lies, over things that aren't true because they believe a group of people who quite frankly, just take advantage of them and say, you're misinformed and I'm going to manipulate your thought. And that's where we are. Yeah. So we must do better. And I will wrap this up in a weird way, and I promise no spoilers. <laughs> but Ted Lasso ended last night. Mm. And what started out as kind of a funny caricature and parody of how an American Midwestern coach might find himself dealing with international football in England and the sort of cultural foibles and misunderstandings that come along with that 
And by the way, the whole show's based, or at least the first season's based on Major League, which is based on a ton of other things. So there's that. But as this show went on and matured and understood itself, it addressed what it means to be an out gay athlete in this world. It addressed what it meant to be a black athlete in this world. It addressed what it meant to be an attractive young woman fighting to make her place in the world. It addressed what it meant for an older, still attractive, but older, wealthy woman in this world. And I know a lot of people from a ton of different backgrounds watched this show and said, this is awesome. I loved it, it made me cry. Well, if it did, ask yourself why it made you cry, and then vote accordingly. Hashtag say gay. Hashtag black people vote. Folks, we're probably gonna take a couple weeks off. It's summertime, I'm going on vacation. Got things to do, but we will be back. There will be another season, be excited. Might pop up with a couple things here and there during the Women's World Cup, or especially if United knock off City next yeah. week, you might be getting a little bit of drunk Aaron. <laughs> but we will be back. There's good things coming. Yes. Engage with us on all of our platforms. We're here on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. You can catch us on Spotify, yes. uh, which has taken over Anchor. We're trying to get us onto the Apple. Uh, and we're on Instagram when we don't go over an hour. <laughs> but you won't find us there tonight. But folks, we love you tuning in. If you see something, say something. And we love you. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, everyone. Take care. We'll see you again at the start of the next Premier League season. This is the Evan and Aaron Show. Presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat signing out. Deuces.